Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus content for episode 256. What's up? That's a lot of episodes, right? It is. That's a lot. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. How's my mic? Yeah, it's in the right place. Um, what check-ins do I have for you? Not a lot. I'm still doing my 30 days for wellness. Today, I checked my weight. I've lost five pounds since last week. I feel really good about this. I had like a five-mile run this morning. Fives. Today's the day of fives. Um, and it was solid and easy, and I feel so amazing lately. Uh, so that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to tell you. Nothing. Wow, that seems weird. Oh, well, let's go right into the interview. This is the extended interview with filmmaker uh, Emmett Jack Lundberg. Ah, so good. So good. I'm glad I get to share this with you all. Um, See you around. Yeah, I feel weird that there's not any other things to tell you. Yeah, that's it. All right, here's the interview. Joining me now on our Patreon bonus content is filmmaker Emmett Jack Lundberg. You heard him on episode 256. Hello, Emmett. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks for having me on another interview. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because we just did the other interview. It's funny to pretend like, hey, we set up a whole other thing. No, this is the same conversation. But this, is the bo- this is the bonus one. So this is all the exciting stuff, right? Yeah. Shit is going to get deep on this part. <laughs> Uh, so I want to talk to you about crowdfunding experience because you did yes. Seed and Spark to I would to love fund to this. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's something that is often misunderstood, and like it's a super valuable thing that's happening in our world, and it's helping people create pieces of art like you're doing with Brother Series. So yeah. I mean, sort of broad, but any standout points you want to talk about with your yeah? I I cannot say enough good stuff about Seed and Spark. It's uh, specifically crowdfunding for film and TV projects, which also includes web series. Um, and they have a whole course, which I think is would be beneficial to anyone doing crowdfunding, whether or not you're going to do Seed and Spark. But they have an online course, which is maybe 10 videos, something like that. I think it's all free. You can go to their website. And it walks you through what works, what you should avoid, kind of the, the, the way to set up your video, your page, what you're asking people, how to go about actually reaching out to people, which, you know, I had never gone that deep into the crowdfunding kind of game. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hugely helpful to know these things and to understand what works. They know what works. They have on their website um, I think 80% success rate, which is higher than any other crowdfunding wow. website. Yeah. And it's because they say you are required to watch these videos before you're allowed to do a campaign. And then they look through your campaign and they offer suggestions to where you can maybe improve. They say, you know, do you have an idea of where this percentage of your funding is coming from? You have to reach this percentage in this many days. And it's just like, so helpful, you know, and I think that was a huge part of being successful this time because we ran an unsuccessful campaign on Kickstarter a couple of years back mm-hmm. where we tried to raise money for the entire season. And I think a lot of things that we were able to change for this one worked. I think it was also, it, it's harder for people to see a bigger number that was like 40,000 versus this one was like 9,000. Um, but I do think if you have a film or TV project, Definitely look into Seed and Spark. And if not, just watch their videos and it's going to be helpful if you're doing something else. Yeah, I'm going to go watch those videos like ASAP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I sort of like the way that they don't, uh, 
I mean, do they just let anyone put something up there or do they all have to be approved? No, they're all approved. Um, I mean, it's not like a, it's not like it's a crazy rigorous approval process, but they want to make sure you know what you're doing and that you have watched these videos. And so they, they're, they want to know that you're going to be successful basically. Yeah. That's one of the things uh, about Patreon, which is where I've been like focused the most Yeah, that it seems like just, I mean, you don't have to do anything. You can just set one up, which I think is great, but it also like now so many people are posting Patreon things and not like following through and it yeah. makes me feel like i don't know like it, it sort of weakens the whole thing you know what i mean where yeah. something like speed and yeah. spark people are like okay this is legit all the projects mm-hmm. i've seen here have been solid um i think it's smart for them to to do that it is and i think they really are kind of tr- they're trying to create and they say this i think in the videos they're trying to create a platform for you as an artist, not for the specific project. Yes, the the funding will be project specific, but they want to help you build your audience as a creative person, as an artist, so that this, because crowdfunding is, as an independent artist, I feel like is probably the biggest way to continue to, continue to make work right now. Yeah. Um, and I... I appreciate that they want to like build this audience for you that likes you as an artist that's going to support you through maybe multiple projects. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um it's it's cool and that they uh, the thing I one of the things I like about Patreon that sounds similar is they have an investment in us as artists to be successful mm-hmm. and they know that and they really work hard to keep us educated about how to keep our crowdfunding going so it's yes it's, it's nice to feel supported in that way yeah and they even offer you know like they they do kind of initiatives sometimes like it, you know if you're a specific project you can qualify for certain things if you reach a certain number of follow followers you qualify for support from them even which is fantastic oh that's awesome Oh yeah! Come on, Seed and Spark. Nice. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that I was like sponsored by them, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, but it, but in a way, I guess you kind of are because they're making it possible for you to do this crowdfunding, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, bless them. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so about creativity, I'm curious about your creative process and mm-hmm. how it relates to your journey as a trans person. Like, what? Yeah. Is that too broad a question, or does that? Sort of makes sense. No, no, I, I can, I can definitely talk about that because I feel like, so I medically, I started medically transitioning, um, like five and a half years ago, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, but I do feel like there's a parallel between my transition and my creative work. I was creative before I wrote before, you know, I went to film school, I did all those things, but there was kind of always something a little bit off or or missing for me. And when I started my transition, something else clicked. And I think it's that authenticity. You know, the way that great art is able to connect with people is by being authentic and reaching people at the very, like, core of what their truth is. So I think... For me personally, being able to explore my own truth, be uh, physically who I am, be able to present that to the world had a huge impact on my work. Mm. And it continues to. Like, I'm still learning and I'm still growing and I, I, I'm still going to therapy and I kind of had this, like, 
revelation in my last session that um, this new script that I'm writing, uh, which is for a feature film, the main character, I had kind of put this distance between myself and the main character. And I didn't make this connection that this character who is struggling to be vulnerable, who is kind of working through survival in a lot of ways, um, ha- had a lot of parallels with me- with myself. And to be able to connect that and to understand that, I think, gave me the breakthrough that I needed to actually move forward with that. Whoa, I'm, I'm excited about the potential for a feature film from you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm really excited about this script. It's kind of, um, you know, I love Brothers, and I think the feeling of Brothers is totally in line with my work, but it's interesting that Brothers is the thing that kind of took off because I've always been interested in, um, you know, kind of more, uh, I guess a little bit like sci-fi, but things, things about like kind of what reality is, what's, you know, like what, what is real, um, dreams, memories, these type of things. So I want to explore much more of that, which I don't really get to do in Brothers. Brothers is kind of like a straight-up drama, which is great. Mm -hmm. But I like to kind of have these additional layers, and I'm really excited to be able to do that in the script. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, I'm a huge fan. Like, I don't know if I've been gushing enough, (laughs) but I really love what you do. Well, thank you. Yes, you you have been gushing appropriately. <laughs> okay, good. If I if my gushing like drops down below the appropriate level, let me know. I'll keep it coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, last last thing. Um, are there any like rituals or um, habits that you've developed around your your writing um, and creative output that that keep you going? That's a good question. Um, I do. I have any habits? I mean, I. I kind of get into a rhythm when I'm working on a new script and I, uh, I kind of start out with these, you know, basic ideas and then I go through and do an outline and then I get into the script. Um, but I think I've even recently been exploring more, uh, structured ways of thinking about my ideas because I, for whatever reason, it's been those, those kind of things have been hard for me and it's been hard for me to, um, follow a structure. Like I, I almost, I almost want to like go against it. Like I almost have this, uh, this kind of like feeling of like not wanting to conform, which is an interesting thing to think about. And the further along I, I get in my own career and my process, I understand much more why these things are in place and why you kind of have to, especially with screenwriting, you kind of have to start from a, a specific point, you know, it's, it's all there for a reason. So I'm trying to figure out where I can kind of make a marriage of these two things and, and understand that I have to follow certain rules to be able to kind of write stories that are compelling and that are impactful, but that I can break away from them because I want to tell new and fresh stories. Mm. Ah, yay. <laughs> so, I, like, I always, whenever I do these bonus conversations like this is probably the second or third one i've only been doing it for like maybe i guess a month and a half uh-huh. i like the good stuff always comes out in these i need to maybe i don't know i well, think that's it's why good that, people should go to your patreon page right <laughs> yeah yeah but i feel like i'm with whole like I, I don't know it's one it's a strange place to sort of be like oh like people need to know this about Emmett. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you so, know, you could you could always do kind of little little snippets and be like, here's a little teaser and go to my Patreon. Done. I'm going to do that starting this week. <laughs> I will credit you for the idea, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, we like, look, we, we've been trying to figure out this whole process. Part of this whole process with brothers is trying to figure out how we can market, how we can get people interested, you know? And it's all about like this episode specifically. This is the first one we've put behind a paywall, right? Uh-huh. It's not free because we want to be able to make back money to continue to make more content. Right. Which is a really interesting thing and it's a really hard thing to figure out what works and what doesn't and what people are going to be either like, like people are going to get stopped by certain things, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a continuing process. Yeah. And audiences sometimes feel a little resentful about having to pay for stuff lately. right? Yeah. 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 I think we, you know, we haven't had any kind of like, of that resentment, at least outwardly towards us. We've had people definitely ask if it's going to be available in other places, if it's going to be on Amazon, if it's going to be, if they're going to be free screenings. But, you know, we have been doing this for four years now and we had it, it was up for free for over two years. So um, we feel like if people can want, they want this content to continue, we have to be able to make money. Like there's no other way to do it. We literally have never paid ourselves. So you know, <laughs> yeah. we can't we we can't continue to like do this from our hearts and our our checkbooks. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's one of those things that like the uh, something that I find frustrating. And I guess I can say this to my Patreon audience who is supporting artists, and I'm sure they're supporting other artists. Yeah, why? Like, if you see something like Brothers, like, wouldn't you want to? throw money at it to keep it going yeah. you know, like at least pay to watch an episode exactly like, yeah and what is what does it cost to watch one episode or it's two, two ninety nine for an episode come on people yeah yeah cough it up <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah like i mean because uh well i think people are gonna get it i think more and more people are gonna start getting it that like, yeah oh because it's a really uh, like as much as people complain about the internet and and for artists being like difficult to now you like people just want to download things for free and they don't want to, yeah. but I think there really is like slowly, but surely growing this group of people who want to be directly supporting the people yes. that make the thing that they like. Yeah. And I think for us, we actually have recently realized that we kind of, uh, are shifting our focus. Like we, we have always, I think we have two two different audiences. You know, we have the trans audience, which is fantastic, and I think they are so appreciative of seeing themselves in this way that they've never seen. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I'm even appreciative to be able to see myself in this way. Um, and then there's the non-trans audience, and I think that there's something like that. That that is the audience that we we maybe almost underestimated a little bit, which is the audience who are our allies, who are people who can see these things and maybe have this realization of, uh, I've never seen anything like this. I didn't think about this. I didn't know these things. And that audience is, I think, going to be instrumental in taking us to the next stage. Mm. Yeah. And I think that the, because of the way the series is created, like I'm no professional, or maybe I, <laughs> I, I'm professional at some things, but I'm no expert. That's what I was looking for. But, I mean, the show itself is so accessible and like beautifully mm-hmm. done, I think that people are going to jump on board. I hope so. I mean, I really, I feel really proud about this latest episode and 
we we did kind of a small cast and crew and then some kind of industry people screening uh, before we released it online. And we had pretty amazing response to that. So I feel like this there's there's going to you know, things are going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Can you give us that website one more time? Yes. Go to brothersseries.com. Amazing. Brothersseries.com. Um, oh, I love it. I usually say go to mikeypod.com if you can't remember all those links. But yeah. I don't have to because you got your <laughs> shit together. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining me. And of course, I wish you the best of luck with everything. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.